give him a good hand tonight. Thank God for him. Praise the Lord. God's been good to us, no doubt, and blessing us with uh, good singers and instrument players and each one of you in this house tonight to be a part, not just of this service, but of this church and kingdom of God. Amen. And we thank God for it. We preach, appreciate each one of you. Got your Bible, Second Peter's 1 and 17. Second Peter's 1 and 17. It's good to see Brother Tony back. God bless him. Made him back again. Thank God for that. Man, it's good to see Sister Layla, Sister Judy, different ones that have been sick. I mean sick, but God's blessed them, and they're back in the house of the Lord. I appreciate that so much. Jake, it's good to see you back. Missed you here Sunday. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes saying, I got my mind made up. The devil tests you, don't he? <laughs> yeah, he will. Praise God. But you know what? We still got our minds made up. We're going to come to the house of God. We're going to worship the Lord, magnify Him. 2 Peter 1 and 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. And when we were with him in the holy Mount, Peter, James, and John heard the voice of God, not coming from Jesus, but coming from a cloud that had came and settled down upon them in that moment of transfiguration. And Peter's writing about this later now. It talks about the excellent glory that it came from. The voice of God. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for every prayer that you answer. Every blessing that you pour out. Every time you protect us and guide and bring us here again tonight. I thank you for all that's in this house. And those that's not able, we ask you to reach down and minister and touch them. Those that's battling against pink eye, God, you'd heal them. You'd bless them and touch them. Those that's out on the work fields, but your hand would reach and your voice would reach unto them even tonight. The powers of your love and grace. You'd move upon this congregation. You'd move upon myself. Help us. Help us bring forth your word under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I promise you, Lord, all the praise and glory and honor is going to be lifted to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, bless you. You may be seated. Tonight, no doubt, all of us is fighting some form of battles and things of that nature. Some are spiritual. Some are physical. Some may be even financially and things of that nature. Uh, what a beautiful service we had Sunday night. What a powerful service we had Sunday night. The power of God had fell upon this place. And man, I was so proud of all of you and your worship and responding unto the Lord in this house. I've seen some of you worship. Man, I tell you what, I saw some of your words. I don't know if I ever seen you worship like that. That was awesome. Amen. And, um, 
no doubt the devil wants to try to counteract and overpower that and all those good things, but he's really not big enough. He just tries. It's up to you and I whether or not he wins or not, but I don't believe he is. But tonight, and I know we've been preaching and talking about the glory of God, the wisdom of God, and these kind of things, and even here tonight. But I want to really focus a little bit on tonight, the voice. The voice. We're living in a world. We're living in a time. We're in an hour. And uh, the devil's doing everything he can to rob and steal and destroy and uh, to, to devour people, to divide families and homes and communities and nations and one thing or another, the wars and rumors of wars and, you know, things like this is going on. There's so much violence. We know we're going back to Noah's day. We're going back to that which prophesied to us. Jesus said it's coming. Amen. That this is going to happen to us. And we're going to, and somebody's going to be a part of it. Somebody's going to experience it. Somebody's going to have to be a part of that group regardless of what part of that saints of God that we, that they might be and who we might be. Amen. Resisting the mark and, and uh, the world that we're living with technology and uh, I'm going to go a little slower tonight I believe I believe I am and um, to, but the technology that we're times that we're living uh, the simple pressing of a button can introduce you into all kinds of situations and areas uh, uh, ideas and opinions and you know uh, they pretty much like I heard, heard one preacher say one time he said they pretty much like a tongue everybody's got one and uh, that's really I don't get nothing wrong with that until it comes to the word of God and to the voice of God I am still amazed sometime even tonight uh, how often that uh, some people and I've heard them tell me I'm talking about living lives and I'm talking about living lives that don't even have a place to lay their heads don't have them and that's not necessarily wrong but 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 you can just tell you know but they they say that God's talking to them and God's leading them and and uh, they'll trespass and they'll steal and they'll do other things and then you know the voice of God I've I've read articles before of serious killers and and they would say it was a voice that was in my head that told me to kill this individual or kill that individual and sometimes Times it could be because of the color of their skin. It could be a, one reason or another, but not a real reason to kill anybody. And so the power of voice, we know by the word of God itself, we know there's power in the tongue, there's power in the voice itself. Amen. And thank God. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit tonight, amen, not only about his voice, but our voice and how that it works together and how important it is. Because we're living in a world today that every Everybody, everybody wants to YouTube and everybody wants to get their own YouTube and everybody wants to get the followers and everybody wants to be led, you know, be have this one following you. And they're impressed by the followers and that, that includes preachers. Amen. But you know what? Even Paul himself warned us. He said, follow me as long as I follow Christ. And so he left an opportunity there that in the moment I quit following Christ, that's the moment you don't have to follow me any longer, even though I am the apostle of the Gentiles and became a mighty voice and sometimes that voice some didn't like it because that voice sometimes would take others in the church and he, he would correct him in front of everybody and, and, and they didn't really like that and we saw that in the New Testament church we don't see it near as much of it today to, to rebuke or um, uh, the things of that nature in a service but, but it happened in the New Testament church we read of times and 
events when it really took place and blame was placed where blame was supposed to be and in front of all the others. Amen. And, and we're taught, Paul taught us, he said, rebuke them before all that others would fear. So there's real power in voice. I'm sure you as I, as well as I can remember the voice of your mom or the voice of your dad sometimes. Amen. And the tone of the voice. And you could tell by the tone of that voice it was time to quit what you was doing. You, you knew by the tone of the voice it was time to respond. It was time to correct ourselves. And, and but what, where did we get all of this? And well, there was a God. And I'm here to tell you tonight, he's got a voice. He had a voice before there was even ever a Jesus Christ. He had a voice. Amen. We know by the word of God that the worlds themselves were framed by the word of God. Amen. God spake. Psalms tells us time and time again that God spake in the creation. And so we know that the creation itself has the power and the ability to respond unto the voice. I know it's Wednesday night and I know we're weary. I know we've been going day and night already. But I'm here to tell you if there's ever been a generation that needs to hear the voice of God. Amen. And know with clarity and know with assurity that was the voice of God. I'm not in this to entertain flesh. I'm not in this thing to make a big deal about myself. The only real big deal there is is the voice of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God, the truth of God. Because that's the only thing that's going to get us out of here. It's knowing we got a year to hear the voice of God. We like to hear voices, the right ones. You can either take your cell phone and you'd be shocked how many wants to lend an ear to you. Or you'd be shocked how many wants to your ear. I get all them calls every once in a while. I, I like all them, amen, that says that little beep before you, before you, an, you, know, you answer it and you can hear that little beep. I don't even answer it. I just hit the red button. It's not nobody to start with. It's a computer. I'm not being rude to somebody. Because <laughs> it's not anybody. It's a computer. Amen. But I'm not interested in what they're trying. Amen. I listened to a certain gentleman of this church try to sell him a fishing pole two or three times yesterday. Hallelujah. And they kept hanging up on him. I don't know. I guess they didn't want his fishing pole. Hey, man, $100. He said, give me your address. And so voices. And How many of you read your last lesson, not this last Sunday, the Sunday before lesson? I mean, you read that lesson. You had your book. You didn't have the other one. How many of you read about what the scientific field said about words and voices and how that out in the galaxies and out when they got to that they can still pick up old radio drama stories and, and old Hollywood movies that have been put out the, the voices how they're still going out through the airways and if I understand it right according to them the words that are even spoken here tonight and I, I can remember sometimes hallelujah I'd love to be able to recall some 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 words you know but they tell me that they're out there forever that they're, they're never they're never ending. Every word that you say in the Bible warned us about every idle word. Every word still recorded. So in prayer this morning I knew without, without any waiver, you know this God when judgment day comes, he's going to be able to pull in every word. Hallelujah. Every word that you and I ever spoken God's going to reach out and be able to pull it right back. It's still out there in the airways and, and in the galaxies. Amen. Waiting every time. Every time you said something good or every time you said something evil. Every time you 
said something uplifting or every time you said something you didn't have any business saying it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's going to be able to pull it in. But I'm telling you something else. Hallelujah. Also, God, that's the reason he didn't have no problem. He didn't just make it a voice. Hallelujah. He began to move on me and say, write it down. Hallelujah. Because I don't have no problem writing my promises down. It's not just talking. Hallelujah. It's not just some gibber stuff. Oh, no. When I speak, honey, things begin to happen. When I speak, mountains begin to respond. When I speak, weather begins to respond. When I speak, devils begin to respond. When I speak, healing begins to take place. When I forge my words, not going to come back, Lord, because I've spoken already. And I pray to promise you, I'm not going to owe any man. of God that's ever ever spoken unto us and he promised this, this, this God it's going to be more than enough to fulfill those promises if we'll just keep up with our part now I don't know just how far along I'll get on this uh, or maybe make a whole lot of sense about it but we're, we're going to try even here you could go back and I'm going to just pick a few characters out of the Bible and, and talk about them just a minute and then go on from that. Because I'm telling you, it's a time we're living in, especially with technology and things of that nature. Huh. Uh, there, there's no telling what's, what we're going to face. And uh, we need to be able to back up what we say. We really do. As a church, huh. we really need to be able to back it up and be able to persuade people that who we are. See, this is one of the things, and I'm going to use Moses for a few minutes here tonight. Because whenever he's on that backside of that desert and that burning bush gets his attention. But it wasn't just the burning bush and it wasn't just because it wasn't consumed. But when he got... When the Lord saw that he turned, the Bible said God is an angel, but yet God spoke to him out of that burning bush. And Moses, when you go to Exodus 4 and 1, answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead just a little here. Every one of us wants to be the voice of God. At the right time. At the right setting. Proverbs taught us that uh, words that are, are, that are spoken right. It's like golden nuggets and pictures of silver. They're seasoned for words. And there's times that the right words. But not just the words. But the spirit they're said in. And the manner and the form they're said in. All of this works together. As Christians of the Lord Jesus Christ. As, as vessels of God. Amen. We, you can, I could take you all the way to the New Testament. And you'll see where, where those. Even with the Apostle Peter. Before the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Had denied the Lord three times. But after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Even the Jewish leaders had to admit. That he had been in the presence of Jesus Christ. His character had changed. His manner had changed. Hallelujah. There was so much a familiarity. Amen. Of being like. They 
They hadn't forgot the man Jesus Christ. They hadn't forgot the way he conducted himself. They hadn't forgot the way he stood in that tabernacle on that day at 12 years of age. That astounded them with a voice. A man asking questions and answering questions. I'm not talking about just being an orator. I'm not talking about impressing people with enticing words and man's wisdom. But I'm talking about words, a man that he can back it up. This is what Luke focused on as the physician himself. A man that when Jesus would tell it, and then he would back it up. A man, he would tell them, amen. He would tell the lame and he said, well, take up your bed. Hallelujah. He would tell them to come forth and go wash and you'll see. One thing after another, he would back it up. I'm telling you, the stage is being set for the apostolic church, even among the apostolic. Hallelujah. To hear the voice of God. But if you can hear the voice of God, it'll never mislead you. It'll never misguide you. It'll always come through. You and I don't have to imagine as Moses as he dealt with this issue of leading these Israelite people in the wilderness now. Going to deliver them out of Pharaoh. You know, Moses fussed with God. He, he debated with God in the way and God tried to persuade him. He said, I'm the one that makes my house. Finally, you know the story how that Aaron is chosen to come because he can speak. And, and they have to go before Pharaoh. But you know what? When you and I put ourselves in that kind of situations, and those situations, it's different. When you and I is called upon as an individual to become the voice of God. Amen. In, a, in circumstances and situations, they may not measure into the, the measure such as what this is called upon Moses. But Brother Ford done mention it tonight. Amen about the hitchhikers, about those that maybe we could have persuaded those, amen, by the simple words that we could have spoken because we heard the voice of God before we ever set out on that journey of that day and we had the right words at the right times they weren't our words, they were God's words, it's a big difference, amen because it's not about glorifying ourselves, you listen to me a little bit tonight, because the only way we're going to experience the glory of God and keep that glory, we've got to hear the voice of God, because it's absolutely Absolutely impossible, amen, to walk in his glory and experience his glory without knowing his voice in our lives, without knowing that still small voice. It's more to it than just show. He didn't tell the prophet, amen, that was hiding in the cave on that journey, amen, running from old Jezebel. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the earthquake. But it's a still small voice. You and I know when God inspires us. You and I knows when God moves upon us. We know when it's a voice of God and nothing will move us off of it. Uh, it's nothing like the voice of God in our lives. The surety of it. I'm not one of them that I don't believe in everything that comes in my head is from God, okay? Uh, I'm not sure it's God, God talks as much as some people might think he does. I've heard some people talk, and he don't have time to talk to nobody else. He's talking to them all the time. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And... Uh, but you know what? You can just watch and just pay attention. Watch life. It has a way of letting you know. 
if we can really hear the voice of God. Uh, and we know that it was a voice of God, even in the garden. <laughs> Where art thou, Adam? It was a voice that called them out. It was a voice that rung out throughout that garden in the cool of the day that day. God wants to speak to us. I can promise you that. I mentioned this the other night, and I'm going to mention it again here tonight. There was a time when you read in the book of Acts, or maybe it was Sunday morning I mentioned this. There was a time in the, in the book of Acts when people received the Holy Ghost. They didn't only just speak in tongues, but they prophesied. There was something about praising God. and You can go to the very first initial outpouring in Acts 2. Amen. And what would happen there and how they prophesied. And the Galileans spoke in our language. Praising God and prophesying and things that was being told under that, that anointing and that power. Amen. And, and, and uh, something I've been really on in the last few weeks. Amen. Is prophecy itself. Prophecy. Amen. Uh, I don't know if I was just smoted by the Holy Ghost or if it's just me. I'll just leave it like that. But, but I, I felt, amen, that the reason some don't grow and some don't move on forward is because they won't accept the prophecy, number one. Amen. But without prophecy, amen, it's hard to have a vision. It's hard to, to press on. In fact, you lose hope and you lose energy. But, but if you don't believe in it, that's the reason there's so many uh, uh, churches and so many places that where they gather together. And they don't believe in the Holy Ghost. They don't believe in the operating of the gifts of the Spirit. They, they tell their congregations that, that we're beyond that now. We got the Bible and we don't, God don't need that. So how are we going to get from where we're at? Amen. If we don't have the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in the body of believers. Hallelujah. The tongues and interpretations. Hallelujah. The tongues. Amen. But that's not just all. What about, amen, prophecy itself. The anointing prophecy that comes forth and speaks into our lives and speaks into our hearts. Amen. What we're doing. What's going on. Sometimes when we walk in the house of God and we really don't understand the battle and the struggle that's going on. But all of a sudden God moves and moves on somebody to speak into our hearts and speak into our spirit to make sure you're all right. Hallelujah. The warfare you're going against is the spiritual warfare. That's the reason you're feeling like you're feeling tonight. You still got the Holy Ghost. You're still doing all right. But I'm telling you, it's the voice of God that wants to, wants to encourage the body, wants to flow in the body and strengthen this body. Even before it leaves this house tonight on this Wednesday night, he wants you to leave here with the assurance that God's still speaking into your life. That he's still working on our behalf and helping us along this journey even here when you go to numbers 16 and 28 and this is the chapter where he had to deal with rebellion he had to deal with calling them and they're rising up against him and 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 and, and moses responds unto them amen in that 28th verse moses said hereby he shall know that the lord hath sent me to do all these works for i have not done them of my own mind it's, it's, if, if you'd have just been there and heard the voice that day, if you'd have just been there and been in that encounter, you'd understand why I'm here. Amen. But he speaks to them. Hey, it's going to be a new thing that's going to happen. He said if they die just a natural death, 
Amen. If they just live and by faith itself and dies, you'll know that I'm not of God. In fact, Moses writes unto us, and that's how he tells us to know a prophet, if it comes to pass or not. Amen. Now, I know some things, some prophecies have conditions. Okay? Some, some prophecies have conditions of whether or not we obey it and, and walk where he wants us to, that he can fulfill that. And if we fail to do our part, God will not honor his part. Now, that, that works together. We understand that. Amen. But, but here we know that the earth opened up and swallowed them up. Amen. In this hour and time of Moses, he's trying to get them to understand you. If you'd have just been there on that particular day when he spoke to me and his voice moved upon me, I thought about Abraham. Amen. He set out on that journey. And how often, now you watch this, and I'm not going to go to every encounter, but we know it from Genesis 12 chapter, and then Genesis 15 chapter, but then later on, amen. Now Abraham watches, 99 years old, and God still speaking to him. I don't believe he spoke that often, and I believe that's one reason even Sarah, amen, whenever she had a problem, amen, and wanted to, hey, God to be involved in it, to bring forth that promise, because God wouldn't speak into him every day, and God wouldn't just say, and you know, I let the chill by. We love the chill by. I love to feel them every day. I love to, amen, dance and do all this other. But I'll tell you something. Sometimes living for God, amen, that, that's not the way it's going to be. Hallelujah. There's going to be some Mondays you got to get up. There's going to be some Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and even some Sundays sometime. Hallelujah. When you walk in this house of God, amen, and you don't feel one ounce of nothing and you don't feel one chill bone. But one well, chill bone. But you know what? You can still have an ear to hear the voice of God because His voice already it told me it doesn't matter what I feel like it doesn't matter what it looks like he said he'd never leave me nor forsake me I can't hear him yet but you know what I'm going to come where I can hear him I'm going to be faithful to the house of God I'm going to be faithful to the service of God this is what's going to make us strong in this hour it's not a time to forsake the assembling of ourselves together it's not a time, amen, to, to have the spirit and the attitude that when I get here, amen, well, I'm just going to get here and I'm going I'm to soothe my conscience. I'm just going to, no, no, I've come to see a move of God. It might be Wednesday night and we've been busy, but I come to see a move of God. I come to hear the voice of God. I come to feel after his touch. But not only that, I didn't come to just receive, but God, I'm doing my best on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday, amen, to get the wood cut and load up my wagon. If I want a fire in the house of God, I got to be willing to bring the wood. I got to be willing, amen, to make the sacrifice. I got to be willing, amen, to become that earthen vessel with this heavenly treasure and saying, God, you can use me. I don't mind if you want to use me. I don't mind if you want to use me, amen, through the gifts of the Spirit. If you want to use me to edify this body. Oh, I know there'll be those that may judge me and make light of it. Hey, we all deal with all of that. But I'm telling you, the voice of God will never mislead us. The voice of God will never come up short. The voice of God with great clarity in our world in our time. I'm telling you, it's not the will of God for the Trinitarians to, to try to walk in a place that they don't belong. It's a one God apostolic people that have the voice of God, the power of God, and the move of God. It was one God. Hebrew boys through that Old Testament such as Joseph. They could hear the voice of God. Wouldn't God, wouldn't God boys like Daniel that can do what it was for the, for interpret the dreams. That knew how to say, if you'll just give us a little bit, we'll pray and God will give it to us. 
There's nothing wrong when somebody approaches us sometimes and we really, hey, I don't have the answer. But I tell you what, if you'll give us a little while, we'll pray. <laughs> I used to tell them, we used to teach it sometime at home Bible studies, and my wife a lot of times would go with me, and we'd start out, and I'd tell them, there's no such thing as a dumb question. I said, if you ask a question I don't know, I'd get Sister Moore to answer it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. She couldn't answer it. Well, then we'll just pray about it and we'll find the answer and get it next week. Hallelujah. Because there's an answer in the book. There's always an answer in the book. And there's a voice that can guide us. And there's a voice. That doesn't just happen when you just, just happen to open a scripture. No, you don't just fall and accidentally fall in this thing. There's a voice in your conscience. There's a voice in your heart. There's a voice in your life. This voice is always beckoning. This voice is always crying out. This voice, amen, is always pulling. Because it's not the will of the voice. Amen, amen, to do nothing to bring you blessings and bring you deliverance and guide you through all the avenues <laughs> the voice <laughs> let me remember what I told you about that doctor man when the, when the, when the guy the doctor was there and the guy and uh, his report wasn't the best and he tried to encourage him a little bit and, and he tried to tell him about God and he didn't really, he didn't really believe that and all of a sudden there was a scratch or something at, at the door Amen. Some racket going on. And, and that doctor realized that was his dog. Amen. And he opened up that door and that dog just come running in there. Amen. How did he know that his master was in there? Hey, hey I've watched it. We used to have a little dog named Gracie. My wife could go off somewhere and be gone a day or two. But you could take that phone and put it up there. Amen. And she could begin to talk. And old Gracie go, ah, yeah, man, just cutting up all around. Nobody else didn't live in a house as long as my wife was there. Nobody else didn't matter. Praise God. Amen. She got that little old dog where she could tell her, go get your toy. That thing go over and pick up one of them toys. Bring it to her. Oh, you come on. I'm in the pulpit. I'm telling the truth, folks. I saw it. I'm like Peter now. I saw it. I'm an eyewitness. Amen. Eyewitness. See, that's what it's all about. Because if you've got to hear the voice, if you're ever going to become an eyewitness, if you've got, to, you've got to hear the voice, if you're ever going to see revival, you've got a voice you've got to hear. If you've got to, you're going to see miracles, you've got a voice you've got to hear. If you've got to walk in holiness and righteousness, God, you've got a voice you've got to hear. It's called the Word of God. That's the reason He gave us a, a fivefold ministry for what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body. Thank God. Amen. That God gave us voices in our hearts and in our lives that can guide and direct us along. We should never, amen, lose hope in the voice of God. We could see it, especially in this last paper I got here. I'm, I guess I'm going to bypass a few just for time's sake a little bit. But let's, let's talk about Jesus for just a minute. Amen. Uh, Matthew 5. I'm sorry. John, John 5 and 25, gives us a little, a little glimpse of the power of, of, of the voice of Jesus. He said he's going to call the dead. He said the dead are going to hear the voice of Jesus. The dead. That means all. Some to the resurrection of eternal life and some to the res resurrection of damnation. But whenever he makes the call, and when his voice rings out, every living soul, small and great, 
in the seas, in the earth, God's going to pull them in. Don't ever underestimate the voice of God in your life. Don't ever underestimate the power of that nudging sometimes, of that still, small voice. He told David one time, it wasn't a voice, but it was a wind, which is likened unto the breath, which is likened unto the voice, the rustling in the mulberry bushes. He didn't say a hurricane. He didn't say he was going to blow the tree over. He said just a little rustling. That's going to be the sign. That's going to be the signal. Could it be that God's trying to get this New Testament church back into that place? Some examples in the book of Acts. Such was Paul in them. That just in a moment, seemingly after three or four days, just in a moment, just a nudging, just a, he spins around and casts that old spirit out of that little dancer. That's hearing the voice of God. That's, that's doing what he's beckoning us to do without any fanfare, without the trumpets and the lights and things of that nature. Because I'm going to tell you something. When miracles start happening in a manner, in a way, notable miracles, I'm telling you, we're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. There's going to be all kind of voices that the devil's going to send our way. There's going to be all kind of voices that the world's going to send our way. There's going to be all kind of, of people, and amen, it's going to come our way. And we better make sure that we can still hear the voice of God. Amen. I'm not looking for an easier way, folks. I'm not looking for another gospel. I'm not looking for new doctrines. I'm not looking for those things. Amen. I'm content and satisfied with our lives. I'm not in a interested in changing dress codes. I'm not interested in changing a lot of things, amen, that I'm watching some change. Hallelujah. No, I think we'll just stay where we're at. You know why? Because he convicted me a long time ago. And you know, there wasn't nobody around with some of these convictions. I was out, I remember one time in the shipyard and I won't go into any kind of links in there, but all of a sudden, amen, a conviction hit me. And I know we're living in a world today and I don't preach anybody in hell or out of hell or nothing like that. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Amen. But them short sleeves on and I was going in and I just started coming to church, but then all of a sudden something smote me, amen, and, and about them sleeves, and so from then on, I just started where, where I kind of wore three quarter links for a little while, and then I just moved on from that, and then you do with that what you want to, but you know what, it don't matter to me if everybody on this earth goes to short sleeves, hallelujah, I'm going to somehow, some way, if I had to duck take me some sleeves on, hallelujah, I'm still going to wear the sleeves, that's because that's between me and God, and I'm not doing it for a man, I'm not doing it for the show, and I really don't have to explain it to nobody, that's personally between me and God. And if that pleases him, that's what I'm going to, because I know who convicted me. And I don't, I don't, I don't beat up nobody about it. <laughs> Amen. If you want to wear your short sleeves, you wear them. I'm not going to cut a gallberry bush and beat your arms off when you come around me. <laughs> I just want to leave. That's up to you. That's up to y'all. Amen. But uh, I, just, I just gave you my example, the voice of God, amen, the quickening of it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He didn't blow my heart out off when he done it. He didn't knock me down when he done it. But just, just something was there, amen. And I haven't had a problem with it since because I, I'm not doing it for that, you know. 
Amen. So I just, I wouldn't, that didn't even cross my mind in not a hundred years, but they're about. <laughs> it's been a long time. I promise you that. Amen. So, but just give you a little example. Hey, God, God will talk to you, folks. We'll tell you something about this Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will convict us a lot of stuff if we'll let it. I told you Sunday morning now. The reason you can't watch all these other places. Amen. But you, you, better, you better get your eyes on somebody that's got the Holy Ghost. You better make up in your mind and heart, I'm going to follow the footsteps and the example of somebody that's got the Holy Ghost. I don't care what, what's going on at their places and what they're having and how many people they got and how much, how, much, uh, how much entertainment they got. And I don't care if they got something going on every night for the youth and every night for this one and every night for that one. Hallelujah. Well, you, you, that, that went over like a lead bloom, but that's all right. We're not here to entertain the flesh, and we're not here to entertain the carnality. And you can entertain it all you want to, but you're never going to satisfy. But I tell you what carnality will do. It'll callous your conscience, amen, to after a while. That old power of the Holy Ghost will lose its convicting power. It'll lose its ability to convict us. It'll lose its ability, amen, to be a voice in our lives. After a while, you keep turning a dull ear to it. I tell you, after a while, that voice will just get farther and farther and farther away. Hallelujah. You hear me tonight? I want it with clarity, honey. I want it with clarity. No, God ain't got to blow, blow everything around me. Amen. But I want to know. I want to still want to be sensitive enough. And I don't want to be callous in my conscience or callous in my spirit or heart of mind. I don't want none of that. No, I want to be sensitive, amen, to the voice of God. We're living in a world today that's. I'm going to say this because I am so saddened by this this evening. We need to pay, pray for Pine Church. Brother Cox, he buried that boy today. Brother Jerry Cox buried his boy today. 40 years of age. From all accounts, it wasn't a good deal. We're living in a world today and a time between drugs and the pull of the world and the lust of the world and the attractions. I'm going to say something else. I'm going to use this. We better watch these cell phones. Parents, you better watch these cell phones for your babies. Something happened to me this week. I didn't know what it real was and I didn't go into it, but I, when that happens, I go give it to my wife. <laughs> I say, what is this about? She said, oh, you don't go into that. And so she deleted it. Two days later, it showed up again. But a little, lot, little, it was a lot worse. I just deleted it. She showed me how, so I just deleted it. And I'm going to tell you something. Ever since that happened, I couldn't help but thank God. How many of our young boys and young girls, that they got their number? And they, I'm going to tell you something. And once them images come up, it's, 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 the battle is on, buddy, to try to get them out. I'm telling you, the devil's after us. The devil's after this church. I'm watching this church. We're unifying. I'm watching us. Our love for one another, care for one another. We're coming together. God's helping us. And thank God for it. I've seen it Wednesday night. I mean, Sunday night, man. <laughs> and, and, and so, and I knew, I knew even after service, I said, boy, someone's not careful. 
by Monday morning. I'm telling you, the devil's going to attack them and get a hold of them. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm very concerned about lukewarm. I'm, I'm concerned about, because this is one of the spirits in the, the Laodicean time, is a lukewarm spirit. What does he mean by a lukewarm spirit? You can't be moved either way. When you're lukewarm, nothing moves you. God don't move you. The devil don't move you. The world don't. You just found your place in a little comfortable place. And if you're not careful, I'm saved and sanctified, justified and ready to go. And lost as a goose. Not ready to go. But, 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 and Brother Ford hit on this just a little. Just my four. I'm, I'm just my. If, if, if we got an attitude, and I don't believe we do, okay? I don't believe this church. In fact, I, I was walking in here today and praying, and, and, and I believe everybody in this house wants this church to grow. I believe everybody in this house wants this church to be what God wants. We want to hear the voice of God. We want to walk right, talk right, we want to live right. Amen. We want to be right on the inside as well as on the outside. And the inside's more important than the outside. Because I'm here to tell you right now, the outside, you get the inside right, you get the right stuff on the inside, the outside will line up. They don't have near the problems with it. Amen. But you've just got to work on that inside and you've got to keep working on that inside. I'd love to tell you just one deal, amen, but it's not. Hallelujah. You've got to constantly keep praying. You've got to constantly keep praying through. That's the reason, amen, those tongues. If it's been a while, amen, you know what? I'd get on me, I'd find me an altar somewhere, and I'd begin to talk to God. God, uh, renew me, refresh me, God. Reset the fire in me. Stir me up, God. Hallelujah. Stir me up. I want to be a soul winner. I want to be a soul winner. It don't matter who it is. It don't matter where they come from. But God, I want to save souls. I want to be a light to somebody. At least I want to be a part of the team. I'm not, pre- I'm not in this to be isolated. I'm not in this just to be a pitcher. I'm not in, no, I'm willing to work with my brother and I'm willing to work with my sister. And as we work together, amen, we can win souls. I was reading the scriptures this week and that scripture came out to me. Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. But what does it say right before that? Jesus said, I'm going to send you out like sheaves among wolves. That's the reason he said, you've got to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Because we're being sent out. Now, I know my time's fixing to run out, but you can, you can be seated. It's, it's Wednesday night. But, but to go to uh, the 10th chapter of John's writings... You've got to see there that, that he talks about the sheep. He calls himself, amen, to him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Amen. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Folks, God's not going to take a rod. He's not got a bunch of sheepdogs that's going to hurt us in. And God can make it rough. But I'm here to tell you what God really wants is for us to hear his voice and follow the voice. Follow the voice. Where's the voice? Have you ever been in a room where there was no electricity and you're trying to help somebody? Well, let me ask you something when you lost them. If somehow you were in the woods tonight and you was lost, you had no light and nothing else. What would you, what would you use, amen, to try to get help? Amen. 
and you'd use your voice. You'd be going to cry, help, help, I need help, I'm lost. And amen. And then all of a sudden somebody says, you know what, I, can, I, I remember it one night. And I've told, I've told this several times. Amen. We, away, we got stuck, amen, and back, in, back behind Mr. Ralph Flurry's back. And I'm talking about a walk. And I'm talking about late at night. And then my son, amen, was only five or six years old. But he knew immediately we was in trouble, buddy. I mean, he looked up at us, amen, and he almost went to crying. He knew we was in trouble. But all of a sudden, I got that OCB out. And I began to cry out on that OCB. And very faintly, but, but, but surely I could hear a little voice. Amen. One of them old foreign feather hunters. Amen. Was still way off, but he could hear me. He says, I know exactly where you're at. I'm telling you, when you lift up your voice in the darkness, when you lift up your voice in the cave, when you lift up your voice, amen, whenever you feel like nobody's around, there's a God that'll hear your voice. And I'm here today, he'll speak to us. And you know, you know what the rescuers are going to do? They're going to say, all right, where you at? Holler at us. Because you know, all we got is a voice to go to. All we got is a voice to find you. But I'm telling you, God's got a voice. God's got a voice. And he's screaming out to us. And he's crying out to us. And if we got an ear to hear the voice, there's not nothing, you hear me? There's not nothing this church will ever face that God can't lead us out of it. The way we're going to be led out is tuning our ears in to hear the voice. Now, this first part was actually written, amen, to the disciples and actually to the Jews. You got to drop down to the 16th verse. And he says, other sheep I have, which are not of this fault. Them also I must spring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold. And one shepherd. It called us a vision, believe it or not. If you drop down a few more verses, 19th verse says, And there was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil. Some said, He's mad. Why hear ye him? We'll tell you something. The world's never going to agree with you on this. If you plan on being the majority, you're the wrong group. It's not going to happen. You got to be one of them that got your mind made up. That I'm here. I can hear the voice of God. Hey, it goes on, and I know my time's up, and you can stand. But but, watch this. This scripture, Amen. It's always, uh, it's pulled at me. If 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 you talk about the 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 shepherd and the porter. And, and especially over there, sometimes they would bring in their sheep and they would have one main corral and they would bring their sheep in, maybe several shepherds. And, and they would never go in that corral and drive their sheep out. They would just simply go up to the doorkeeper and the doorkeeper would open the door and that shepherd by his voice would call his sheep and lead them out. Amen. One shepherd after the next. Until, amen, it was emptied out. And the shepherd would take them. Why was that so important? That you listen to me tonight. Anybody. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't have the mentality. That I will live for God. And all I'm going to do is shut myself up in the house. And all I'm going to do is shut myself up here. No. Amen. God's intent for us to go out in the pastures. And the highways. And the byways. And he goes on. He talks about that. When you go out into the pastures. 
that you'll be able to go out and make your way back in. Hallelujah. Without over being overcome and defeated. In other words, this voice can lead you to the green pastures and the steel waters. Amen. We're living in troubled times and unsecure times. And young people, you really, the only thing you've got to look forward to is a church and what God's got to promise you. This world really don't have a whole lot to promise you. She's got a lot of heartaches and disappointments laying ahead of her. But I'm telling you, the church has got something to look forward to. We're listening to the voice of eternal life. We're listening to the voice of eternal words. We're listening to the voice that's going to call us up out of that grave or pull us up off of this earth and deliver us out of this mess. This is the same voice that can speak into your lives and your hearts and minds and spirit. Amen. To make the right choices in careers and in establishing and grounding yourself. And the earlier you learn how God will speak to you, everybody has normally maybe just a little different way how God may speak to you and move upon you. But I'm telling you, the great shepherd, he knows us. He knows us by name. And he can call and he can speak. He can speak things into our lives. But he's, he's, he's depending on we got to hear him. If there's ever been a generation that needs to hear the voice of God. I'm telling you, folks, there's voices galore out there. I'm talking about religious. Peter warned us. Paul warned us. You got the voices of philosophers. You got the voices of false doctrines. You got the voices of false teachers. You got the voices that comes out of the pits of hell. You got the voices from Hollywood. You got voices from the religious world. You got voices from all different angles and forms and fashions and shapes. But I'm telling you, there's still only one voice. And we'll tell you something about this one voice. Hey, ma'am, there's always going to be a resemblance. And there's going to be a likeness. His church is always going to have a resemblance and a likeness. I'm telling you, the church can't look like two opposites and have the same master and listen to the same voice. If we all hear in the same voice, and it's only one head and one Lord and one spirit, and all the gifts, amen, that takes place. You read it closely, there's only one spirit that all those spirits work from, and those, so that one spirit would never direct those gifts, amen, to, to, to operate outside the word of God or outside to damage or destroy the body. Those spirits are always going to work in accordance, amen, to the one Lord, to the one voice, the one head, the one shepherd, the great shepherd, amen. That voice is speaking to us even tonight. I promise you, he wants to speak into your lives and speak into your situation. He will and can will bring us out of every dilemma that we're in. I don't care where we're at. The voice of God can get us out of there. That's what Moses done. He was God's voice. That went to Egypt. That went before Pharaoh. To bring him out. To lead him out. Let's listen to the voice. Let's pray for an ear. Revelation finishes up like this. He that's got an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church, to our day, to our time. God, help me have an ear. Help me hear your voice. And not only hear it, God. What good is it to hear it if I don't obey it? What good is to hear it if I'm not responding to it? 
How do I know that Noah heard his voice? How do we know that Abram heard his voice? How, how do we know these things? The actions that are taken. There's a voice in our lives tonight, folks. And I know there's a lot of voices out there. And a lot of demonical forces out there. But I'm telling you, God's still on the throne. And he's in the sovereign business of saving us tonight. And helping us along this journey. I tell you what, I want to feel just to close tonight. Why don't we just pray together? Ask God to help us. Amen. In the world, the time that we're living. That we would have an ear to hear what the voice is speaking to us. Watch this. Collectively, but yet individually. He can do it. <laughs> don't you just love it when, 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 when maybe you've done something and somebody else has done something and y'all get together and you know that y'all hadn't made no contact or nothing like that and you know it was nothing but the hand of God and the voice of God using. That's the way he wants this body to work, folks. That's the way he wants us to work. You, you, you can't, how can two walk together except they agree? And there's a voice in our lives that's bringing us to agreement. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm telling you, there's a voice of God in this place that's bringing us. You know why? Because this is how we're going to experience the glory. <laughs> Go right back to my focus verse. Excellent glory. <laughs> the transfiguration. Can you imagine Peter, James, and John as they watched the transfiguration of Jesus Christ? They was astounded. Man, they was ready to build tabernacles. And man, Moses and Elijah showed up. And man, they was... <laughs> All of a sudden, the Bible says a cloud, a clear white cloud overcovered, fall on the face. And out of that cloud, the voice says, My son, who I am well pleased. Hallelujah. Talking about no another but Jesus Christ. He said, you got to listen to his voice. He's going to be my voice. And Jesus Christ was the voice of God. Just like the church is the voice of this day and hour. I'm going to tell you something. I, I know I got to stand up. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't be calling uh, some, some, some jerkhead somewhere else. Amen. I, if I was going to call for advice, I'd call an elder in the church. I'd call a pastor. I'd call somebody. I'd call a mom or a dad or somebody that's got the Holy Ghost. That's who I'd be calling. I didn't want to do that. I'd come and pray, cry out to God, and God can speak to us. God can move for us. But let's pray that God would help us. God, help us here tonight as your church. We're bought by your blood. We're sealed by your spirit. And our passion, God, our passion would be to hear your voice and walk in unity like never before. To walk in the love and respect of one another. Lifting one another up. Bonding us together. Binding us together. Helping us to work together for your glory and for the magnifying of your name. And fulfilling of your purpose, God, in this community. That we can turn our community upside down with the voice of God. With the power and the presence of God flowing through our lives. The only way that's going to happen, God, is, is having an ear to hear you and obey and respond unto you giving you the glory, giving you the praise as you reach down in a special way and touch each and every one here tonight through the powers of your love, through the powers of your grace. There's no God like you. There's no Savior like you and no very present help like yours, God. That's what we pray for in this church as we give you the glory, as we give you the praise and the honor in this house tonight through our Lord Jesus Christ. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. We love you tonight, church. We really do. And uh, looking forward to the remainder of this year. 
and the blessings and the favor of God that's been poured out upon us. Uh, don't forget Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We have in service, Brother Ford to be preaching for us. Amen. Maybe have some time, amen, to run some of these rabbits down. He's been running. Amen. Praise God. But uh, uh, we want God to have his way. Let's pray for some. I know Sister Fanna Tex, she's got the pink eye in both eyes. They almost swelled shut. So let's pray for her. Brother Braden's up in Vicksburg working, so she's there by, by herself tending that baby. So let's pray for her. Pray for others. Still a lot of this sickness and virus is going on. So let's lift up one another. Pray for one another. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you.